What's up, nerds? ESPN Plus, the ESPN but this was a lost season for the Jets. I did not see a single thing this year that makes you excited to build upon. You, you hire somebody that doesn't even understand what an SC Trojan is all about. Like, stop. Hi, I'm Brian Barnhart, voice of the Fighting Illini, and this is your home for Fighting Illini Sports. 98.9, the game. The And now, broadcasting live and local from the 98.9 The Game Studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. My name is Travis Sparks, and I cheer for Illinois athletics, and I obviously do not deserve good things. And Eric Fry. I have honestly no idea. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in uh, to another edition of the uh, starting lineup. Happy Friday to you out of there. And it's uh, January 6th, uh, 2023, almost uh, the end of the first week of 2023. What's happening out there? Travis Sparks, Eric Fry hanging out with you here on this uh, Feel Good Friday. And, uh, of course, we'll be here until the noon hour here on ESPN Radio. And coming up here, we got some uh, local sports to uh, talk about. Uh, basketball from uh, last night, girls basketball, a lot of uh, things happening there. And uh, we'll break it all down and we'll take a look at the uh, local schedule for uh, this evening. And we'll also take a look at the schedule for this weekend coming up in high school basketball as well. And uh, coming up, we'll also be hitting on the uh, the NFL last week of the season, week 18. And we'll run through all the uh, playoff scenarios again and uh, stuff like that and take a look at the last week week of the NFL regular season, the important matchups. We'll have some other national sports, NBA, NHL, and uh, college basketball as well from uh, last night. Take a look at uh, this weekend's action uh, there as Illinois back in action uh, this weekend uh, tomorrow against uh, Wisconsin, trying to bounce back after that loss from uh, the other day that we went in on yesterday. If you missed it, go in and check it out in the archives in the uh, podcast, wherever you find your favorite podcast, iTunes, Spotify, our website, fmradio.com, all those wonderful uh, platforms. And, of course, the wonderful people from McMahon Meets, Tingley Insurance Agency, Wet Pools and Spas, Worth Computer Repair, and uh, the Topless State Bank sponsor of the show. So uh, we uh, give a big uh, shout-out to uh, them to begin this Friday. So we got a good show uh, lined up for you. A lot of uh, local stuff coming up on the way, but right now we need to uh, jump right into it and we need to get it started. And uh, let's get it started with, well, first things first. Before we get into the show. First things first. 
And we're starting off with uh, the uh, NFL news that happened. Uh, I think this was uh, last night. Uh, yeah, I think it was. Uh, I, I remember getting the notification during the uh, basketball game uh, last night that the NFL has decided that it will not resume the uh, Bills and uh, Bengals game from uh, week number 17. So uh, I figured that that uh, news was coming. So it was just straight up canceled and will not continue. So uh, Bills and Bengals, nothing happening there in week 17 due to the uh, events for uh, DeMar Hamlin. And also we got some uh, good news this morning uh, for uh, Hamlin there, removing the of the uh, breathing tube, and he's breathing uh, fine on his own. And last uh, night he was communicating with doctors and family members and all that uh, yesterday that we heard about. So uh, very good news uh, there once again uh, this morning. Uh, but week number 17, no longer happening. We can officially close it. Bills, Bengals officially canceled now well before we dive into that a little bit more i love the report that came out about demar hamlin who the very first thing he wrote down on that piece of paper to ask was who won the game yeah and the doctor replied back and said you did <laughs> you won the game you won of the life game of life yeah awesome mm-hmm. awesome job by the doctor of having that response but that that shows you you know the kind of competitor Right. That, you know, DeMar Hamlin is. And the fact that he also FaceTimed with the Bills. Right, yeah. And and, or he's like, going to, I believe. Yeah. Shows that, that they needed that entering this right. weekend. And, you know, it, it, it makes me think that uh, that's really going to be some motivation for this Bills team going forward. Right, yeah, definitely. That, that They got the new good news and they actually yeah. were able to uh, speak to him, whether now he was unable to communicate via verbally because right. of the uh, or that breathing tube uh, there. But, yeah, it seems like that definitely lifted the uh, spirits of the Buffalo Bills uh, for sure. And that's such a football guy thing to do. We've talked about it since Monday about uh, football players are wired differently <laughs> and whatnot, and then he proves it right there with uh, – one of the first things he asked when he's yep. uh, able to is who won the game. And then uh, is also his teammates were so worried about him that they saw him die on the field, have mm-hmm. to be resuscitated, that they didn't want to play anymore. Uh, so it shows that his teammates care about him, and he shows that yep. he cares about uh, the teammates and asking about how the team did uh, there one of the first opportunities that he had. So. Now let's talk about the domino effect of this Week 17 cancellation. Yeah, because that's huge. There's all kinds of now scenarios for depending on who wins and going to the AFC. Basically, if it is the Bills and Chiefs, it'll be at a neutral site. If it's Bills and Bengals, it'll be at a neutral site in the postseason, the AFC Championship. Is that correct? Is that, right, yeah, I, I do have it. I do have the, the scenarios, and I do uh, I did see that one statement that they had on social media, and I was like, oh, nope, I'm going to punt on that. That's too much reading uh, there. But uh, these bullet points on ESPN, I think, tells us what we need to know and the important things that if Buffalo and Kansas City both win or tie this week, a Bills-Chiefs championship game will be played at a neutral site. Okay. If Buffalo and Kansas City both lose and Baltimore wins or ties a Bills chief championship game will be at a neutral site if Buffalo and Kansas City both lose Cincinnati wins a Bills Bengals versus a Chiefs championship game will be played at a neutral site there so, so basically those are three bullet points basically there is no one seat yeah for I mean, the basically. AFC championship for I mean in layman's terms 
if the Chiefs make it to the AFC Championship. Well, yeah, basically, yeah. If the if the Chiefs get there, so they'll be the number one. Right. Uh, if Buffalo and Kansas City both win this weekend, the Chiefs will get the bye, and so they'll get the number one seed, but they just won't get home field advantage for that championship game if it happens to be with the Bills. Now, as crazy as that is, and, and you know, as hard as it is, as you said, to explain to people, I think that's much better than what I was seeing late yesterday afternoon of the reports of adding an eighth playoff team. Right. Yeah. On both sides, the AFC and the NFC. Mm. And then there wouldn't be that buy. You wouldn't have to worry about it. Yeah. You can't do that this late in the season. Before the final week of the season, you can't add an eighth playoff team. No. So. Yeah, I agree. Whoever thought that was going to be the solution needs to get your brain checked. And then I thought that Troy Vincent said that that wasn't, or the NFL said that that wasn't even a possibility. They never even considered that. I saw that Adam Schefter uh, tweeted that out. So. As bad of a scenario as it is, I mean, this is, I think, the best option. We've talked about it all week. Mm-hmm. What do you do? And I said from the start, you cancel the game. Now, I also said that you make it up next week if it is important enough. Well, they came up with a solution where you don't need to make it up. <clears throat> yeah. Now we have the blueprint for what happens in this scenario. Right. And I think that they were the NFL is most worried about if, you know, if they push back the the game and then they push back the that would push back the playoffs. And then what if the Bengals and Bills game, you know, played out a certain way and the outcome didn't really change it anyways. Right. So we basically well, we postponed the playoffs for nothing. Yeah. Yep. So uh, And we put more players at risk by playing three quarters that didn't matter in the end. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I think this is the, the best option that they that they had. Um, I definitely think it's going to be. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't think it helps or hurts either team. Mm-hmm. What I'm interested to know, though, Travis, is neutral site. I want more information on where this neutral site's going to be. Yeah, so the potential neutral sites have yet to be determined there. So I want it to be the third of the three. So if it's the Chiefs and the Bills, I want it to be in Cincinnati. If it's the Chiefs in Cincinnati, I want it to be in Buffalo. Yeah, I mean, this basically just hinges on, you know, if Buffalo wins this weekend, Kansas City loses, then the Bills will be the number one. But it's basically just hinging on the uh, matchup of Buffalo and Kansas City, one of those two teams, mm-hmm. being involved in this. So, uh, and also I think that it's interesting that, uh, if the Baltimore Ravens win this weekend and are matched up against Cincinnati in the wild card game, the site will be determined by a coin flip because of the scenario of still up in the air about yeah. the AFC North. Yeah. So, uh, we still could have a coin flip to determine where that game is going to be. Well, at. All I know is that Kansas city is, uh, on the West side of Missouri, as we all know. And I know that Buffalo and Cincinnati are on the East Coast. So I think you should find somewhere that is close to the middle uh, for the two teams. So then that way fans can equally, you know, get there. So St. Louis or Indy, (laughs) where are we going? Well, I think St. Louis would give Kansas City the the slight edge, even though it is just across the state. And I know it's like three hours or something. If they're the one seed, I mean, you always want the one to have the one should have the home field advantage. Yeah. So it's the closest they could get to a home field advantage without being home. 
Yeah. I think Indy is a good option. I could see I could see Indy definitely being an option for sure. Uh, we could just go back to Detroit again. Uh, yeah. We, we could go – I one of the other ones that I thought of was Minnesota. Here's, here's why you can't do any of those, Travis. There's a possibility that Detroit and Minnesota are still playing. Uh, I guess. Oh, yeah. Slim, possibly, but it's still a possibility. Indy, you know, is not playing after this weekend. Yeah, they're done. Fair. So they can start preparing for it now. They can get the people there they need, the infrastructure. I don't know what their schedule looks like as far as Lucas Oil. I know there's the, yeah. the you know, um, the combine. Is it there this year? Or is this the first year where it moved? I mean, that combine's way, way far away yeah, from yeah. the championship game. So I think Indy, it's indoors. That's fair and valid for both teams to, to you know, the weather won't be a factor. Yeah, I, that would be a big thing. I personally, and I mean, we do it with the Super Bowl now. I think both the NFC and AFC championship games should be played indoors. Hmm. The rest of the playoffs I'm okay with. But the championship games to get into the Super Bowl should be played indoors so that weather is not a factor. Hmm. Interesting. But then you have the thing of, you know, trying to decide kind of like a neutral thing. Or, I mean, I guess it wouldn't have to be uh, neutral, but I don't know. I guess people would, would show up to the game no matter what. Yeah. But you'd have to worry about, like, you know, if uh, trying to think if like, Miami – if the neutral site happened to be the championship game, how would right. be in LA? Right. How many fans would would show up there? I know that Dolphins fans actually have fans all over the country, right. but I don't know. Well, I think as long as you know before, or like San the Francisco starts, going to Miami or something. You know, like if before the season starts, you say, "All right, the AFC championship game is going to be in, let's say Houston. It's going to be in Houston. That's just where it's going to be. Fans know ahead of time. All right, we're going to have to travel to Houston." Now, the only downside with that is two weeks later, we're going to have to travel to the Super Bowl. Yeah. But I think, I think that, that could that, be an issue. You know, I, I I always thought that with Green Bay. When a championship game is played in Green Bay and it's snowy and cold and they're taking <coughs> on the Cardinals or they're taking on the Cowboys, is that really a measurement of the two best teams? But I mean, does that does that kind of negate like the power of the the one seed or the power of the regular season in the sense that you play well enough in the regular season so you can get these home playoff games in the playoffs so you can get more of an advantage both in the crowd and with the, your weather if it just so happens to be like a team like Green Bay? I don't think so because if you're the one seed, you're still the only one getting that by. That's enough of an advantage. That's enough of an incentive. Yeah. I think home field advantage is uh, another thing, too. But you get so, it for you get it for two other rounds. Yeah, but not the mo- one of the most important ones to get to the the championship. Well, show me how good of a team you are. Yeah, a good team. It true. shouldn't matter. They should be yeah. a good team regardless of where they play. Yeah, we I mean, do it for college football. My only argument different. is we do it for the bowl system. We do it for the college football playoffs. The college yeah, football college. playoffs are not played in outdoors. Yeah, that's college, though. What's the difference? Collegiate and uh, pros. These are uh, pros. So? (laughs) It's a balance of the best team. Yeah, I guess so. 45-mile-an-hour winds, and it's cold and snowy. Is that an advantage to either team, really? Is that going to show you which team is the best? No, it's going to be whatever team is more adapt to the weather. 
Yeah, and who can rise up to the elements and Until beat the, the elements Until the Super Bowl too. is played at Green Bay, Travis, I will keep making this argument. <laughs> because if the Super Bowl is played where it's warm weather or indoors, then why shouldn't the games to get to well, the Super Bowl? It's not just to be the Super Bowl played in cold weather up in Green Bay. Also, there's not a whole lot to do in Green Bay. That's the only thing that they have, Packers, and that's it. Well, That's the only thing to do there. Okay, so. Buffalo. I mean, Until the Super how Bowl far is played ways? in New England. Until they the will. Bowl is They'll play Buff- in Buffalo when they get the new stadium, when it's domed. When it's domed. Exactly my point. Yeah. If the Super Bowl isn't going to go to where it is not domed or cold weather. I think there was one Super Bowl in New York, wasn't there? Yeah, there's been a few at MetLife. All right. Well, I guess once every 10 years when they go to New York, they can I can – Quiet my argument. Right, like one of its first years of inception. I, I know that the Seahawks, when they yep. beat the Broncos, that was uh, <laughs> that was in well, I New York. It was, I thought it was when New England beat the Seahawks. It was in New York. And they should have ran the ball, and they threw it. No, that was in Arizona. Was it? Mm-hmm. Yep, the Cardinal Stadium. If only I had this thing to Google things. <laughs> yes, if you only had the Google machine to uh, make it happen i know right so yeah but we'll have to worry about that super bowl is also in arizona this year yeah uh, as well so uh, but if the uh, afc championship game involves any something of the bills and the chiefs it will be a, a neutral site so that was the one thing that was decided yesterday due to that cancellation of the uh, bills and the Bengals game not to resume I thought you were looking up uh, the sites. I'm trying to, but I found a document listing specific requirements of Super Bowl hosts. Ooh, it must okay. be in a market that hosts an NFL team and have a minimum of 70,000 seats with the media and electrical amenities necessary to produce the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. Stadiums may include temporary seating for the Super Bowl, but seating must be approved by the league. Stadiums where the average game day temperature is below 50 degrees must either have a roof or a waiver given by the league. There you go. Must have space for the game day experience, pregame area, space for the NFL experience, blah, blah, blah. Additionally, there must be space for nearby media center, space for all other events involved in Super Bowl week, including golf courses and bowling alleys, <laughs> parking security, <laughs> all that. Alleys. Minimum number of hotel spaces within one hour drive. <laughs> so that that is all right. Miami's hosted 11 Super Bowls. Yes, it was in New York one time, 2014. One time. One time. That's it. I say I tried to. And that's when the Seahawks beat the Broncos. Yep. Mm-hmm. 43 to 8 in a great Super Bowl. Well, yeah, just the Legion of Boom just yep. dominated. But the rest the... of them have all been south of basically Indianapolis, you know, where Indy is. The rest mm-hmm. are all south, they're all indoors. Or, like I said, warm weather um, besides Detroit, Indy, and Minneapolis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't know. I think you, until you start playing the Super Bowl regularly outside, you shouldn't play the NFC or AFC games outside either. Mm. Yeah. I don't th- I don't think that you should uh, do uh, that, really. So, uh, we'll agree to uh, disagree on uh, that point. Coming up next, one thing that we uh, don't disagree on, well, we're going to be talking to uh, some uh, local sports. What happened uh, last night in uh, Girls of Basketball and get you set for what's happening uh, tonight and uh, this weekend coming up here on the starting lineup. We'll be right back to the starting lineup 
on 98.9 The Game. We need to figure out what we're going to talk about the next segment. Imagine the possibilities with the Topless State Bank. This is Alex Walk. If you are buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows that you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with construction loan customized just for you. Ask around and talk with your friends, and you'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Totopolis State Bank and Totopolis Sigel in Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. It's here! It's here! Uh, please sign here. Yes, my brand new laptop. I love... Oh, there is a scratch on the lid. Mom! 8 out of 10 refurbished computers have something on the blink. So if this happens, call Worth Computer Repair. Martin can fix everything from your battery to your internal hard drive. And he'll come to you anywhere, anytime. Call Worth Computer Repair. 618-292-1002. That's 618-292-1002. Get in zone. AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? Oh, want better visibility to get you through the winter? A new pair of premium wipers can help. Right now, you can earn a $10 bonus reward when you buy a pair of Rain-X Quantum Wiper Blades. See better and stay safe on the road all winter long. Get the parts you need when you need them at AutoZone or AutoZone.com. Get in zone, AutoZone. Restrictions apply. Offer available to AutoZone Rewards members. Shop limited-time deals at the Truckload Event at Lowe's. Happening now. Save big on your favorites across the store. During this event, get up to 50% off select tools and accessories. Plus, find the perfect floor tile for your home for less. Get up to 50% off select styles while you can. Head to your local Lowe's store or visit Lowe's.com to shop the Truckload Event today. Valid 1229 to 125 while supplies last. Selection varies by location. See Lowe's.com for details. Discount taken at time of purchase. And now... Uh, up next, two winless teams right here. Sullivan is at Newton. Newton lost 13-12 to against Paris last I week. I have a prediction for this game. Are you ready? Okay. The starting lineup. At the end of this game, someone will be 1-1. One one. On 98-9, the game. Welcome back in here to the uh, Star Lineup, 98.9 The Game, ESPN Radio. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry hanging out with you. Let's talk some uh, local uh, sports from last night. Let's talk some uh, girls uh, basketball that occurred in one game that was on our uh, family of uh, networks over on uh, Jack FM as it was the Altamont Lady Indians starting off the uh, new year as uh, they were trying to find their groove as Stella trying to find their groove back. Well, the Lady Indians are trying to find their groove as well. They start off the new year on the right foot, 66-48. They won over uh, South uh, Central. And uh, South Central actually started the game uh, well as, you know, they took the early lead, but uh, Claire Bame scored the first five points for Altamont, and she tied it up with a three-pointer at a five. And then uh, Kylie Osteen also uh, made a, a two-point basket to give them the lead, like seven to six, and then they went on a little bit of a run. And then uh, South Central, though, they uh, – took the lead after one quarter of play as Tegan Webster. Uh, she was a fouled at half court. She just threw it up there. The time winding down and the officials called a foul. And so they, uh, 
they give her the three free throws and she made all three to give South Central of the lead a 16 and two of 14. But then Altamont put together their two best quarters, second and a third quarter. They scored 18 points in both of them. They outscored them by six in the second quarter. And in the third quarter, they outscored South Central 18 to two of five. They really clamped down on their defense staying in South Central and really both Altamont were throwing the ball all over the place last night and a lot of turnovers, uh, but Altamont really uh, capitalized on uh, those turnovers and turned those into offensive points there in uh, the uh, third quarter. And uh, Bame, she carried the team all night. She had offensively at least, she had 19 uh, points to lead the way uh, for Altamont. Peyton Osteen also uh, made a, a big three to give them the lead in the uh, second quarter, and they never looked back. After that, they took it in the second quarter, and they never relinquished it uh, after that. And so Altamont, you know, I thought this was, uh, you know, they were 0-5 in the Matt Toon Holiday Tournament, but uh, this is kind of what you wanted to see out, out of Altamont without uh, Grace on the floor. Uh, this balanced scoring uh, that they have and everyone getting involved, everyone uh, trying to get their confidence, and uh, they did that last night. Bame had 19, Peyton Osteen had 12. Uh, Kylie Osteen was right there with eight, but, you know, Klein and Miller there had good games with seven points. Grunlow had six, and uh, so uh, I thought it was uh, contributions from everyone uh, up and down the lineup, kind of what you wanted to see uh, here with this uh, balanced scoring effort for Altamont last night. Yeah, it's definitely a nice thing to see for Altamont. You know, we, we talked about the holiday tournaments that didn't go well. This Altamont team has been trying to find itself uh, you know, as you mentioned, trying to get its groove back. And at least last night, it looked like they were kind of back to doing Altamont things, forcing turnovers and, and getting some big shots, um, like you said, from Claire Bame and, and Peyton Osteen as well. So uh, definitely, I, I think, a good night for Altamont and possibly a good uh, barometer of, of things moving forward. Yeah, so uh, the uh, Indians improved to 11 and 8 on the year and 4 and 3 in the NTC and uh, South Central uh, they dropped to 8 and 9 and now 0 and 5 in the NTC Ooh. and we talked to uh, coach Lurkins after the game the seeds needed to be in by today. So uh that was the they last yeah. last night that was the last impression to try to improve their uh seeding uh, from last night from a conference uh, perspective. Uh I thought that last night in the pregame that uh, they were going to be like on the line of the four and five really uh with uh, brownstown uh even though brownstown played last night it wasn't a conference game or anything uh, like that but mm-hmm. uh, that's kind of where i see where altamont and now with you know south central being oh and five i kind of see i saw him on the eight nine line or the seven eight line uh but you know probably they they're probably penciled in like eight or nine yeah uh there after uh, last night but uh, Altamont back in action on a Saturday. They'll uh, take on Woodlawn, a part of that a doubleheader there in Altamont on a Saturday. And then uh, South Central is back in action also on a Saturday, and they'll be taking on Shelbyville as, you know, uh, Brooklyn Garrett, she just scored her 1,000th point the other night, and they honored her before the game. She had 20 points. She had 10 points each in the first and second half. But uh, Webster had a good first half, but she was kind of kept quiet there in the uh, second half. I think that was kind of one of the differences in the game uh, for Altamai, keeping those two players out of the scoring column. Garrett obviously being a good player, she got hers, but uh, they really clamped down on Webster there in the the second half, and that duo right there could have carried South Central, but uh, unfortunately uh, 
didn't have it yeah. there in the second half like they did in the first half uh, there. So uh, Altamont gets the uh, dub. But let's take a look at other uh, teams getting wins last night as it was St. Anthony over Shelbyville, 82-39. Uh, Vonderheide, she had 24 points to lead the way. Uh, Fear Day, she had 22. Anna Faber had a 17, and Ruhal had a 12. Uh, Wade was the leading scorer for Shelbyville. She had 18. St. Anthony jumped out. 27 to 9, a first quarter lead, and then they took that and carried it over into the second quarter as well. 52 to 15, they led at the half, and St. Anthony now improves to 15 and 4 on the season. Speaking of Brownstown, uh, St. Elmo, big matchup there with uh, Altamont coming up uh, next Thursday, but obviously the seeds would already be decided at that point, but they picked up the win over Mount Olive last night, 58-20. to 20. Brownstown jumped out to the 15-4 lead after one quarter, and then they led 25-10 to 10 at the half and went on to win. Uh, Ireland led the way for the Bombers. She had 16, Seaball at 13, and so Brownstown improves to 13-6 and six on the year. Uh, Count Eric Beecher City, they they were a dominant against Arthur Christian, 78-20. to 20. They shut out Arthur Christian in the first quarter. They led 27 to nothing, and then 51-6 to 6 at the half, and uh, cruised to the victory there. Uh, Wojcik had 18 for CHBC. Uh, Hecker had 16, and Rodman was right there in the double figures with 9. Uh, CHBC, they improved to 11-5 on the season. Robinson, they defeated Cumberland last night, 52-26. to 26. Uh, Shoemaker led the way uh, for the Pirates. She had 12, uh, but Robinson jumped out to a 16-10 lead in the opening quarter, and they carried that over, and only five points for the Pirates in the second quarter as Robinson had a 37-15 lead at the half, and they put it away there in the second half. It was Dietrich getting the win over Ramsey in dominant fashion as well, 44-14. Defense was on it for Dietrich as they led 14-5 after uh, the first quarter and then hoiled Ramsey to just one point in the second quarter. So they led 25-6 there at halftime, and they cruised to the victory. Uh, Niebuhr had 12 points for Dietrich. Britton, she had 10, and Dietrich now back to 509-9 on the year. It was North Clay getting the win over Flora, 39-26, to and North Clay improves to a 10-6 on the year. And Tatopoulos, so this was a good game that I was following on uh, Twitter, and uh, Tatopoulos, they end up picking up the victory, comeback fashion against Mattoon last night, 60-57 to in overtime, as Mattoon had the lead uh, quite a bit there in the first half. Mattoon lead 15-13 after the first quarter, and uh, they end up leading 32 to 20 at one point in that first half. They uh, led 34-22 at the half, and then the comeback was on for T-Town in that third quarter. They chipped away. They pulled within four after three, and then it was tied at 51 at the end of regulation, and then obviously T-Town scoring, outscoring Mattoon 9-6 to in the overtime session to pull out the come-from-behind victory. Uh, Kaylee Niebergy, she had 19 points to lead the way for the shoes. Uh, Conkle had 17, and Ruhal had a 15. Uh, Connors led the way for the Green Wave. She had 18, and uh, Purple had a 15 for Mattoon as well. And so T-Town proves to a 13-2 and two on the season. It was Okaw Valley over uh, Windsor Stoustraws, 41-37. Uh, Newton over Lawrenceville in an LIC clash of 61-24. Newton jumped out to the 10-point lead in the first quarter, and then they outscored Lawrenceville in that third quarter to put it away. 24-7, they outscored Lawrenceville there. Uh, Kessler, uh, she had 15. Uh, uh, Kay Martin, she had uh, 12 
for the Eagles, and they improved to a 9-9 and on the season, and now they're 1-2 in the Little Illini. And Arcola, they defeated Heritage 61-14. to It was a Mount Carmel over Alney by 2, 42-40. Paris blowout against Terre Haute South, 46-16. It was Neoga over Fairfield, 47-43. This game was tight throughout. Fairfield had the two-point lead after one, only a one-point lead at half for the Mules. And then Neoga took control in the third quarter. That was really kind of the difference. Uh, they actually led after the third quarter, 42-35, to and they would hold on for the victory in the fourth. Uh, Sydney Richards, she had 22 for uh, Neoga Campbell. She had 10. Uh, Edwards led the way for Fairfield, uh, but Fairfield coming up short there. And uh, Nioga, 17 and 1, 18 and 1. I think 18 and 1 uh, now. Yeah. On the season, uh, and uh, let's see here. I did have some other ones that uh, came in that I saw uh, that I wanted to mention. Uh, Hillsborough over Vandalia, fifty-eight to uh, thirty-eight. Uh, Austin led the way for the Vandals, but they lost by twenty. It was Lincoln continuing their undefeated season so far. They won over Pleasant Plains, sixty-three to thirty-nine. It was Pena over Piasaw, fifty-seven to twelve. It was Muhammad 56 to 30 over Normal West. Also, some other ones in the South Central was Greenville over Staunton 41 35. It was Carlinville 44 34 over North Mac, and it was Arthur over Blue Ridge 66 to 17 last night in girls basketball. Uh, in boys basketball, we did have a couple of games. It was Arthur Ocock Christian over Tri County 52 to 46. And we also had one game in the South Central. It was Williamsville over North Mac, 63-42 to in boys basketball last night. What's happening for boys tonight? Well, we got two games on our airwaves. It's going to be the Cumberland Pirates making the long trek to Blue Ridge. And that game will be on over on WCRA. And Eric will have all the coverage over there. So uh, Pirates trying to start 2-0 to start the new year. Yeah, trying to, you know, and more importantly, 2-0 in conference play. That's um, true. You know, as there, there just haven't been a whole lot of, <clears throat> of conference games. Uh, yeah. Farmer City coming off of a... Um, a, a game uh, uh, against Arcola where they lost. So I definitely think that this is a, a Cumberland team that if they play to their potential, should get it done tonight. Mm-hmm. That's the key question. Can they play to their potential? Yeah. Can they get it done on both sides of the ball, not just offensively? Can they rotate on defense? Can they make stops? Can they play smart? That's what they haven't done all year. Right. If they do that, you know, we talked about the rebound numbers are a big key because that shows want. Mm-hmm. That shows hustle. Sure. And the past couple of games, Cumberland has not won the rebounding battle, even with the height advantage. Right. So it's definitely a case of just not hustling as hard as the opponents are. Can the Pirates turn it around? Find out tonight over on WCRA. Yep, and we'll tune in over there. And then also over on uh, Jack FM, it's a big one in the NTC uh, for seating purposes as their uh, seating meeting is uh, coming up very shortly as it's uh, Dietrich coming into Altamont uh, tonight and uh, that game over on uh, Jack FM. Dietrich comes in at 8-6. and six. They're 500 in the NTC right now, 2-2. Two and two. And Altamont's only played that one game against South Central that they won. And, of course, Altamont 11-3 and three, uh, coming off a six-game winning streak. Uh, now, Bub, you know, even though Altamont's 11-3, Dietrich 8-6, and six, throw the records out the window. Uh, when these two teams uh, play, as it seems to be always uh, competitive, no matter if it's in Dietrich or Altamont. So we're shaping up for a good one 
uh, this evening when these two uh, tangle. And, of course, a special night there in Altima as well as we're balling for a cure yep. uh, tonight with the two families dealing with cancer in the Altima community with students in the Altima school system as well. So uh, if you come to the game tonight, you're encouraged to wear a blue like I am uh, currently uh, right now. And uh, so uh, all some proceeds are going to the uh, families that are affected uh, by this. So uh, definitely a, a good cause. And, of course, if you can't come out to the game, you can listen to it on uh, Jack FM. So yep. uh, good cause uh, tonight there. So pack the gym tonight. It's uh, also some other games going on around the area. It's Mount Zion at FEM Neoga. They're hosting Martinsville. Uh, CHBC is hosting North Clay. Uh, San Juan Brownstown is at Windsor's Two Straws. South Central is at uh, Sisney. South Central putting their nine-game winning streak on the line. It's Marshall at Olney. Casey hosting Paris. It's Mount Carmel hosting Robinson. Fairfield at Lawrenceville. Shelbyville at Tuscola, Okaw Valley at or hosting Tri County, and it's Mattoon and a Charleston a squaring off in the Coles County Clash. You know, last week they matched up in the FEM Topless Christmas Classic. They did there, and I believe. Nah, I'm not going to say who won. I don't remember. Uh, but it's going to go down tonight in Charleston. And uh, also uh, we got weekend action as well. So uh, less than 24 hours later, it's going to be a Woodlawn and Altamont squaring off in both boys and a girls basketball there in Altamont. And uh, it's also going to be Paris at uh, St. Anthony. Newton is at the uh, St. Joe Ogden shootout. They'll be taking on Monticello. Warrensburg-Latham goes to Teutopolis. Uh, Evansville, uh, Harrison hosts Robinson. Uh, Westville is at Marshall. And Dietrich is hosting a Ramsey tomorrow. And also we got the North Clay shootout as well as uh, CHBC, St. Ola Brownstown, Lawrenceville, and, of course, North Clay will all be there. And I believe the uh, main event there is North Clay and Altamont. Uh, or North, not North Clay, Altamont. It's North Clay only. Mm. They both have Warren in there that's um, true they do in their school colors but yeah main event i think that's like a 6 30 uh there with north clay and Olney, so that should be a good one entertaining one and a day full yeah. of basketball over in lewisville uh tomorrow uh, we also got girls basketball as well tomorrow with that Woodlawn and Altima game over on uh, Jack. And we also got Mount Zion hosting Effingham. Uh, Floor is at St. Anthony. Shelbyville is at South Central. Uh, it's Casey at Neoga. Edwards County hosting Mount Carmel. Salem at Olney. Charleston at Mattoon in girls basketball. And it's Salt Fork against uh, Tri-County. And uh, Teutopolis will also be up in uh, our up down in a breeze as they'll be at the uh, breeze central Paul's a shootout uh, there tomorrow. And of course we got the uh, college basketball game uh, coming up uh, uh, tomorrow as well over our over here on a 989. Yes. It's the Illini trying to get things right against number 14, Wisconsin. I believe Wisconsin's going to be down one of their players. Ah. Uh, so maybe that opens the door a little bit. We'll find out and pick them. Yeah, I guess we will. So uh, that's 11 of 30 will be the pre uh, pregame show uh, coverage uh, for uh, the Illini tomorrow. And uh, then, of course, coming up on uh, Sunday, we got Colts football over on WCRA, and then we got Two games over here on a 98-9 for football purposes. It's the Pittsburgh Steelers trying to stay alive. They need a lot of help with the uh, playoffs. We'll take mm -hmm. a look at those scenarios coming up here in just a minute. And they're going to be hosting the Cleveland Browns. That's 11 a.m. here on 98-9. And then uh, following that game, this is also important for a playoff. Seattle fighting for a playoff spot as they are hosting uh, the L.A. Rams 
3 o'clock right here on 98.9. Your Rams, Travis. The season My ends Rams. tomorrow. And Sunday. Yeah, it ends on Sunday, and the best thing that we can do is prevent the Seahawks from getting into the playoffs. Yes. Sorry, Gino. I like the, the comeback story they got this season, but it's not personal. It's just business. It's not personal. It's just you're the Seahawks. It is personal for Seattle, even though I don't consider you a Seahawk. So you're not a true Seahawk. So, you know, I don't really dislike you that much for Gino, but sorry. We got to knock you out of the playoffs. Well, at least you got to try. We got to try. I mean, Stafford's team, even though he's not playing, he's got to help his old team. Yep. We're going to try to help you. Yep. We're going to do everything we got, Detroit. We're going we're gonna to try. Well, the problem is Detroit has to take care of business, too, and that's where the problem starts. That is where the problem is, and we'll uh, take a look at those uh, playoff scenarios and when everyone is uh, playing uh, this weekend for week number 18. So that's what we're talking about coming up next here on the Star Lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. This is Effingham Fire Chief Brent Yoakum. We have all heard about home fires, taking lives, and destroying all that a family owns. These tragedies remind us to double-check for fire safety. The Effingham Fire Department says, make sure your home has properly installed and working smoke alarms. Replace the batteries each time you change the hour on your clocks. Practice a fire escape plan. Teach children never to hide if there's a fire. In case of fires, the most important thing to do is to protect life. Get out and stay out. You can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the universal life policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, you'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for universal life insurance at PekinInsurance.com and in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. We're ringing in the new year right at Real King with unbeatable prices on seasonal essentials like stackable 27-gallon tough box totes with blend on sale now for only $7.99 a piece. Plus, Rule King automotive batteries in various sizes start at just $79.99 with exchange and heat up to 1,000 square feet with our portable kerosene heater, now just $139.99. Save now at RuleKing.com or your neighborhood Rule King, America's farm and home store. For adults with moderate to severe plaque psoriasis who are candidates for systemic or phototherapy, now there's SkyRizzy, Rizinkizumab Rizza, a prescription-only 150 milligram injection. With SkyRizzy, three out of four people achieve 90% clear skin at four months, and SkyRizzy is just four doses a year after two starter doses. Nothing in me go hand in hand, nothing on my skin, that's my new plan. Don't use if allergic to Skyrizi. Serious allergic reactions and an increased risk of infections or a lower ability to fight them may occur. Before treatment, your doctor should check for infection and tuberculosis. Tell your doctor if you have an infection or symptoms, such as fever, sweats, chills, muscle aches, or cough, or if you plan to or recently received a vaccine. With SkyRizzy, you could achieve 90% clearer skin. Ask your doctor about the number one dermatologist prescribed biologic in psoriasis and visit SkyRizzy.com or call 1-866-SKYRizzy to learn more. And now... The world's number one player rallied back from two sets down to win the French Open in Paris on Sunday. Novak Djokovic beat the guy Braden told you to pick. And uh, it got him 20 majors, which tied him with Nadal and Federer. 
the starting lineup. Oh, my. I couldn't remember. Stopped on that speed bump and said, whoever the guy Braden told you to pick. On 98.9 The Game. Eric Fry, Sports Center Update. The Blues took advantage of the Devils' poor home record and earned a 5-3 victory in Newark. The game was tied at two apiece heading into the third period until Brandon Saad and Robert Thomas each scored for the Blues to commanding 4-2 lead. The Blues, who have won three of their last four games, are fifth in the Central, 41 points. They visit Montreal tomorrow. Speaking of the Blues, Vladimir Tarasenko is heading back to the NHL All-Star Game. Blues forward was selected to the event for the fourth time yesterday. 31-year-old has 10 goals, 19 assists, 34 games this season. The All-Star Game will take place at Florida Live Arena in Florida, of course, on February 4th. Chicago Bulls will try to get a two-game winning streak going when they take on the Philadelphia 76ers at Wells Fargo Center tonight. The Bulls are coming off a 121-112 win over the Brooklyn Nets on Wednesday. Chicago is in 10th place in the Eastern Conference at 17-21. Seth Jones is heading back to the NHL All-Star Game. The Blackhawks Blue Liner was selected at the event for the fifth time in his career yesterday. Jones has two goals and nine assists in 27 games this season. The All-Star Game will take place, like we said, February 4th. In the meantime, Jones and the Blackhawks are preparing for their home game against the Coyotes tonight in what I'm sure is a great matchup. Uh, the Coyotes, by the way, Travis, have a better record than the uh, Blackhawks. And finally, the Pacers will host the Portland Trail Blazers tonight. Welcome back into the uh, starting lineup here. Travis Sparks here. Eric Fry over there doing the uh, sports and their hits. Yes, riveting matchup uh, tonight riveting. with uh, the Blackhawks. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. All right. Uh, so uh, the NFL uh, final week is upon us. Week at number 18. Here we go as it will begin uh, tomorrow as the Chiefs and Raiders will uh, take on each other at a 3 a 30 there in uh, Vegas. And then it's the uh, primetime game. Uh, pencil this one in uh, Titans and uh, Jags at 7-15 on the family of networks ESPN, ABC, and this is the for the AFC title crown. We do mention that the Jaguars can get in mm-hmm. without winning this game, but uh, they would rather much rather be division champs uh, there. And the Titans' only way they can get into the playoffs is with a W. The Jags can still clinch the seventh seed with a loss and losses by the Dolphins, Patriots, and Steelers. So a lot of help needed for the Jags to make the playoffs. So just go out and win this. Yep. Jags favored by six and a half points. Mm, Favorites, Mm. too. Uh, Some other playoff matchups that are going to be affected. The Patriots and Bills, of course. Bills vying for the number one seed and the Patriots vying for that seventh seed. They have to beat Buffalo or the Dolphins have to lose to the Jets and the Steelers lose to the Bengals and the Jaguars beat the Titans. So a lot of things happen if uh, they don't win. So uh, just go out and win if you're New England. Yeah, that's all you got to do. Winning, uh, you're in. Buffalo favored by a a touchdown there. Uh, Ravens and uh, Bengals are matching up there. Hey, we mentioned that this is for the, uh, you know, kind of the AFC North. And, you know, if the Ravens win this, they could get uh, complicated uh, there if they match up in the uh, postseason. But we'll just see what happens there. Looks like the uh, Jets and uh, Dolphins, I think they're going, Jets are going 
going with Joe Flacco as the Dolphins need to win. All they need to do is win and have the Patriots lose, and they'll clinch that seventh seed in the uh, playoffs. I also saw a, a crazy report yesterday that if the Dolphins would lose this game and they miss out on the playoffs, that they could be firing their uh, coach. As well, that's uh, a like a massive overreaction there. I think I, I don't really I think I that that's a problem. But yeah. uh, the Steelers and the Browns at noon, and the uh, Steelers they need to win and also have a lot of help as well. They need to win against Cleveland and have the Dolphins lose and have the Patriots lose as well to clinch the uh, seventh seed uh, there. Uh, the uh, NFC side of things, the Eagles still need to uh, uh, play their starters, and it looks like Jalen Hurts is trending to make his return mm-hmm. uh, this week against the uh, Giants. And the Eagles need to win or tie with the Giants, or the Cowboys need to lose, and the 49ers uh, need to lose as well to the uh, Cardinals. Uh, but just win, and you got the number one seed. They're favored by two touchdowns, though, in this one. So yeah. They should win. Man, that uh, difference with uh, Jalen Hurts is 14-point favorites mm-hmm. now. Dang. Uh, the 49ers can actually clinch the uh, number one seed with a win over the Cardinals at 325, and they need the Eagles to lose to the Giants. And somehow, some way, the Cowboys can clinch the number one seed as well. Uh, they can win. They need to win against the Commanders at 325, plus have the Eagles to lose, plus have the 49ers to lose to the Cardinals. So obviously need a little help. And uh, the uh, NFC East will be up for grabs as well. Mm-hmm. Eagles win. They are good, but they also could have the Cowboys to lose, and they don't need to win. And the Cowboys just need to win and the Eagles to lose in order to have the NFC East title. Um, let's see some other ones here. The uh, Seahawks, like I said, here on 98.9 at 325 against the uh, Rams. Uh, they own the tiebreaker, so uh, they can clinch with a win and Packers loss or a, a tie. And uh, the Lions-Packers uh, and the Commanders loss or tie to the Cowboys there. But you just need to win there and then it's kind of uh, we'll have to see how the Seahawks game shakes out but uh, there in prime time we got the Lions going up against Big Brother against the Packers they're the high, one of the hottest teams of football and uh, Green Bay currently favored by four and a half here in Lambeau on a Sunday Packers win they're in but the Lions they need uh, the uh, Seahawks to uh, lose a couple other scenarios there uh, involved as well but uh, the Lions can they have to win, obviously, but they need the Seahawks to lose as well. Yeah, I, I they'll know before they play their game whether they still have a shot or not. Right. So uh, Dan Campbell said they're gonna play uh, no matter what. They uh, are gonna play either to get in the playoffs or gonna, are gonna play spoiler. So yep. they're they're gonna go hard in Week 18, and you know they would love to shut out the Packers in the uh, playoffs there. So big motivation there. Even though you know, I saw a stat-by-stat comparison of Jared Goff and Aaron Rodgers, and Jared Goff's actually really playing well uh, right now down Mm -hmm. the stretch. He's got like 13 touchdowns and no interceptions, so we'll see if uh, that trend continues, but obviously I would have a lot more confidence in Detroit to win this game if it was in Detroit, but uh, we'll we'll see what happens, and we're pulling for you. We're pulling for you, Detroit. I need you. I need you to make the playoffs. I need one playoff uh, prediction to come true. That's true. You do. You do. I don't know if that makes up for my uh, Raiders pick, but we're going to try. (laughs) So here we go. I love that we could have multiple eight, nine teams in the playoffs. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. (laughs) 
just what a, a crazy world we live in. If yep. Pittsburgh wins mm-hmm. and the Dolphins, Patriots, and Jags all lose, they're all out of the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And Pittsburgh gets in. Yeah. I don't think anyone would have thought Pittsburgh no. is going to make the playoffs. You know, Mike no, Tomlin in his off. career has played one game where his team was out of playoff contention really? in the regular season. Hmm. I mean, I know if you think about it, every year Pittsburgh is right always there. Always right there. They're I always guess, right yeah. there. They're never out of it, you know, before the end of the year. Hmm. Wow. So, yeah, but tip that. of the cap to Mike Tomlin. Underrated, yeah. I think. A lot of people sure, don't give yeah. him the credit that he deserves for being yeah, as good. Yeah, definitely it doesn't he is. doesn't get talked about. And his tenure, a lot. yeah, he has to be the longest tenured, maybe up there with Belichick, yeah, longest tenured coaches currently in the NFL. Yeah, I'd say Belichick for sure has something to say uh, about that. So uh, here we go, Week 18, uh, getting underway uh, tomorrow. And uh, hopefully everything uh, plays out the way we want it to. All right, uh, so uh, we're up against the clock, and we have just enough time. We have just enough time to uh, squeeze in uh, some news. As we told you yesterday about the uh, Cardinals uh, caravan, well, it's coming, and we know who is coming to uh, Mad Tune, and we'll talk about that to close out the show. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. I'm probably okay to have one more drink before I drive home. I'm probably okay. I open the window to stay alert. Probably okay. I just popped some gum in my mouth. Step out of the car, please. I probably made a mistake. Probably okay isn't okay when it comes to drinking and driving. If you see a warning sign, stop and call a cab, a car, or a friend. Buzzed driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. That sound you hear is a college football fan eating Cheez-It. Listen closely. Mm. You can hear them enjoying Cheez-It crackers made with 100% real cheese. Keep listening. They're snacking on Cheez-It while they cheer for their favorite team. That's the sound of fans feeling the cheesiest. And that's how you win on game day. Cheez-It, official sponsor of the college football playoff. Why do challenge flags only exist in football? Think how useful they'd be in real life. Like when you're positive it's not your turn to walk the dog. Challenge flag. The neighbor's kid says it wasn't their ball that dented your car door. Challenge flag. Your friend paid you back, but you definitely don't remember that. Boom. Challenge flag. Imagine settling a disagreement with an instant replay. Why isn't the world like that? I guess it's because it's technically impossible. But it's nice to dream about. You know one thing no one would ever challenge? Protecting your home and auto with Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and other insurance. And now, they play tonight. Tonight against Michigan. If you're listening Wednesday. The starting lineup. It's not going to happen. I mean, Michigan's overrated, but... Traff's mm-hmm. going to be so let down tonight. I'll report about it on Saturday. On 98.9 The Game. Back in here to the uh, starting lineup. 98.9 the game. Rolling here on 98.9. Just a, a little bit longer. Uh, we still got more stuff to uh, talk about coming up in uh, the uh, pod. But right now, let's talk some uh, St. Louis Cardinals. St. Louis Cardinal Caravan. Yes. Rolling into town in Mattoon very, uh, very soon. 
and we do uh, know who is going to be there. Yes. Well, let's talk about who's not going to be there first. Uh, Albert Pools, Yadier yeah. Molina, yeah. and yeah. Adam Wainwright. Yeah, I'm talking about the other caravans. Uh, oh. Caravan, we are Caravan 5. Caravan 1 has Brendan Donovan, Packy Naughton, as well as Rick Ankeel, Ryan Ludwig, and John Rooney. That's probably your 1A, right? Close to it. Uh, Caravan 2, Lars Newt I guess Bar- that's why it's called Caravan 1. Yes. Lars Newtbar, Zach Thomas, uh, Randy Flores, Alan Bennis, and Tom Ackerman. Caravan 3, this is down in Memphis in Jonesboro, Arkansas. Uh, Andre Palanti, Jordan Walker, uh, Benji Molina, Jason uh, Samatachi, and Ricky Horton. Caravan 4, Jake Woodford, uh, Ivan Herrera, Mason Wynn, uh, as well as Bo Hart, and Bernard Gilkey, and then uh, Polo Ascent in Champaign in Bloomington. And then down in Marion in Evansville and Paducah, they'll have, I think, the best, Travis. Nolan Gorman, Matthew Libertor, James Nail, as well as Jason Mott, Kerry Robinson, and Matt Pauly. That's a decent one, right? Yeah. So who do uh, we get here in Mattoon? Uh Uh-huh. We get uh, MC Brad Thompson. (laughs) Yes. Alumni Al Herboski. Mm-hmm. And John Costello. Mm-hmm. And players, JoJo Romero. Yep. Jake Walsh. Mm-hmm. Alec Burleson. Mm-hmm. And Andrew Kinzer. There you go. Are you happy with that? Yeah, you know, I mean, uh, some of the, the names, you know, uh, doesn't jump out kind of like, right. you know, like a Mason win, but I mean, he's kind of been put on the map right. uh, there for prospects. But some of these guys that, that come here, they kind of make their name for themselves. Like, I mean, David Freeze was in Mattoon right. before he was super uh, big and won the World Series. Uh, Ryan Helsley was a few years ago yep. and uh, he's turned into a really great pitcher and one and our closer uh, there. So, you know, guys uh, like that, that, you know, you may not have uh, heard of. They mm-hmm. could turn actually turn into something and something really important uh, there. And I am super excited to uh, uh, see Brad Thompson and Al, Al Herboski uh, there. I love Brad doing uh, games on on, t- on at least the TV side. And Al's always a fun time. Always a fun. Always time. a fun time. And hey, yeah, I was, uh, we were palling around with him at the uh, affiliate day yeah. last year. And hey, just so everyone knows, weather-wise, it'll be a high of 49, low of 30, and just cloudy. Usually. Weather is always bad for Cardinal Caravan, it always feels like. It's always right. snowy. It's always rainy. It's always yucky. They're always yeah. running behind on schedule because of the weather. Like, this is shaping up to be a decent one. That'll be at noon up there at Lakeland. Yeah, Sunday, I've been – I think I've been a part of two. And uh, one of them, they were right on time. And this last one, uh, they were running uh, late because yep. there was uh, some weather issues uh, yep. There it was snowy, and they may have had a bus issue uh, as I well. So, that. Yes. Yes. Uh, but uh, yep, coming to town uh, in Mattoon on a Sunday, Sunday. January fifteenth. So, get excited we'll there coming to Lakeland College. About that coming up uh, next week, probably. We will definitely. Uh, we will uh, talk about that, and we still got more stuff to uh, talk about in the pod. Let's hit on some uh, college basketball coming up there. And uh, did you kind of sneak in there? Uh, pick them as well. Pick them. Pick them coming up in the uh, pod as well. Of course, I didn't mention that the uh, Bears and Colts are still playing their games, even though it's not really. Irrelevant. It's not for the playoffs. I wouldn't say irrelevant, but it's, it's irrelevant. not for the playoffs. But it's big. For the number one pick, number one, number two pick purposes, uh, I think. 
We'll call it that. And uh, so we'll continue that conversation uh, coming up in the pod as well as other uh, national sports. We'll get the NBA and NHL. Have a great weekend, everybody, and we'll be back on Monday. We'll have the top three moments from the uh, sports weekend as well as we'll get you set for the national championship game as well coming up on Monday. And uh, catch us in the pod. Coming up next here on ESPN Radio is Harry and Fitz. Thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Welcome in to uh, overtime of the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry still hanging out with you. Coming up here in the uh, pod, let's hit up on uh, some uh, college basketball. Let's also hit up on uh, some NBA and NHL. Might take a little quick look at the uh, NHL All-Stars uh, there, as Eric kind of mentioned, some of uh, the Blackhawks. Or a Blackhawk. A Blackhawk, yeah. I was going to say, well, and a Blue, I guess. The Sympathy All-Star. I mean, the Blues got a sympathy all-star as well. I mean, here, here, here's Tarasenko. At least he's done stuff this year. Our all-star, I think, had But also, goals. I don't know, I forgot how long he's hurt for. He's yeah, he hurt. may not miss, he may not be there. He may not even play. Yeah. Oh, huh. great. Maybe they'll have a Blue go as like a sub. Yeah, alternate. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. Whatever. No one deserves it, really. No, someone has to deserve it on your team, Travis, because you have a much better record than we do. So, yeah, a team that doesn't have double-digit wins at this point in the season does not deserve an all. <laughs> yeah, but I guess a it goes team, to the thing of everyone has to be represented. A once. team that uh, is has a worse record than a team playing in a five thousand seat arena. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's still yeah, that's all I'm gonna say. Still bad. All right. First, before I get to any of that, is there anything on sports or anything you wanted to clean up? Yeah, just uh, two things real quick. Uh, Jim Harbaugh expects to remain as the head football coach at Michigan. Wolverines coach released a statement where he states that quote: "While no one knows what the future holds, I expect that I will be enthusiastically coaching." Rumors have circulated over the past week that have connected Harbaugh to NFL job openings in Carolina and Denver. Harbaugh interviewed with the Vikings in 2021 for a contract extension in Ann Arbor. The former Michigan QB has led the Wolverines to a 74-25 record in eight years, including two straight trips to the college football playoffs, but he may not be out of the hot water yet, as I saw you had pulled up. Yes, as it appears that he did basically say that he was coming back to Michigan and remain there as coach, but Michigan now on the football side is being investigated for alleged violations during the COVID-19 recruiting a dead period. ESPN uh, uh, sources said yesterday. So, um, okay, you're staying in Michigan, but now you're going to be investigated by the NCAA yeah. Yeah. for violations. Yeah. You know, what? Uh, what Michigan? I noticed is no. he's, he said he's going to be, uh, he's going to, I know, right? Michigan recruiting violation. No. No, is uh, in the article it says you know connected to Carolina and Denver and that he expects to stay, but they didn't mention once Indy. He didn't deny Indy. Just saying. 
No. Uh, the NCAA has prepared a draft of notice of, of allegations to give to Michigan, according to a source that includes a level one violation for Harbaugh not complying or misleading NCAA investigators. Level one violations are the most serious and can lead to harsher penalties. Uh, the draft also includes four level two violations centered around imperishable recruiting uh, contact during the COVID period. According to a source, these violations are less serious and are the ones Harbaugh was asked about by NCAA enforcement, enforcement staff. So four level two violations and one level one. Hmm. So. I think he'll be taking a coaching job in the NFL very quickly. <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't know which came out first, that that statement that he put out. or I, the, I think the statement came out first. Yeah, I was going to say. That um, makes sense. And finally, uh, Chris Beard is out as head coach of the University of Texas men's basketball team. The school announced that right. Beard was terminated following his arrest for domestic violence last month. Beard was charged with strangling his fiance during an argument at his home, but she later released a statement denying that he choked her. Acting head coach Rodney Terry will stay in the role for the rest of the season. That does it for your right. center. Mm. Yeah, Texas, kind of an intriguing coaching job opens yes, up there now. Absolutely. Now, so. b before we move on, Travis, mm -hmm. I, I want to um, vent about something. Okay. Because <laughs> okay. I've, I've held this in for a couple of days, but it's the end of the, the week, so end I feel now's week? the time to cleanse and just let it all out here. Uh -huh. The people who are being mean people to the Bengals wide receiver yeah. is awful. Can you imagine the guilt that guy feels? I know already. For doing his, you know, he was just doing his job. It wasn't an intentional thing. No. And, you know, there have been reports that he has been by the bedside for two or three days mm -hmm. because he feels the guilt. Yeah. Don't be an awful person on top of it and sending i saw he's getting death threats from people i don't know what's don't wrong do with that. people what is yeah exactly like he feels enough he feels bad enough as it is leave him alone in yeah. fact if anything support him because he has been nothing <laughs> but genuine and nice and and from all reports good i mean you know uh i i know that the player's mom got on the phone and talked to him and told yeah. him it's not your fault like Right, yeah, Hamlin's uh, family yes. and friends have both said that the criticism should uh, stop should for stop. for and him. And also Josh Allen yesterday closed out his press conference uh, as well, saying uh, that it was unfair for the yeah. criticism for uh, Higgins. Yeah. So, it, so yeah. Yeah. I, I, absolutely. I've just – I've been reading these reports and I've kept yeah. it in all week. But people, be nice to each other. Be better. It's not that hard. Yeah, no. I don't get people who want to bring others down. Yeah. I don't it know. just drives me nuts. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what's what's wrong with people, but Ugh, awful people. Yeah, that's true. Okay, now we can move it's on. True. All right, uh, so uh, let's uh, move on uh, to uh, some uh, other uh, national sports. Let's uh, move on uh, to uh, the uh, NBA as my uh, college basketball tab is uh, loaded yet. Uh, let's see here. The uh, Grizzlies, uh, they beat the Magic last night 123-115. Uh, Celtics over the uh, Mavs uh, stops the Mavs little win streak that they had 124 to uh, 95. Luca only scored 23 last night, so disappointing effort. Um, uh, 
Uh, we also have the uh, Jazz over the Rockets, 131-2-1-14. A market in one point away from 50. He scored 49 last night against Houston. So just uh, that one other point, maybe another free throw. Um, and then it was the Nuggets over the uh, Clippers, 122 uh, to uh, 91 was the final last night. What is happening in the NBA uh, tonight? The Bulls scoring off against the uh, 76ers on ESPN. You got the Nets and uh, Pelicans. And the uh, second game of the night is the Heat and the Suns on ESPN. There, also intriguing matchup with the Cavs and the Nuggets matching up in uh, Denver. Uh, LeBron against the Hawks, uh, Hornets against the Bucks, uh, Knicks Raptors. There, what's happening on uh, Saturday? Any intriguing matchups here? Bulls, Jazz, Pelicans, Mavs. Um, that's about it. Sunday, got um, Nets, Heat, Jazz, or Grizzlies. Jazz have kind of come back down to earth. They're only 20 and 21 now. They did start off really good. Uh, Cavs and uh, Suns on Sunday as well. But, of course, <laughs> Sunday it's for it's for football. Yeah, well, on Saturday too. Yeah, this, this, this Saturday, and I mean for the playoffs uh, as well. Uh, in the, the NHL uh, last night, uh, the uh, Capitals they were all over the uh, Blue Jackets. A uh, six to a uh, two was the final. Uh, Rangers a uh, four to one over the Canadians. Uh, Blues picking up the win as Eric mentioned in the um, Sports Center hit. Uh, Flyers over the Coyotes a uh, six to two. Uh, Eric's Kraken got the win over the uh, Maple Leafs five and one. Look at the Kraken go twenty one twelve and four this year, playing really well. Uh, Edmonton over the Islanders uh, four to three. It was uh, the Canucks over the Avalanche four to two. It was the uh, Golden Knights over Penguins uh, five to two, and it was the Bruins picking up win number thirty, thirty and four and four this season for Boston, and uh, they won it over the Kings 5-2. And uh, then uh, the other one that just is eye-popping is that the uh, Predators beat the Hurricanes 5-2-3. Uh, and uh, Saros for the Preds, 64 saves last night in uh, the winning effort. So uh, Saros really getting the work there in in Carolina um, and also it helps that he saved 64 a shot or yeah yep. and still got the win yep they still gave up three goals though hey you know what though 64 saves you'll 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 give up one or two. <laughs> oh, man that is a lot what are you doing Nashville your defense has to be better than that <laughs> oh man that's nuts uh, let's see what's happening uh, tonight. Predators are back in action. I doubt that Saros is going to be st uh, starting this game against the uh, Capitals uh, this evening. Uh, Lightning also in action against the uh, Jets. Uh, Blackhawks and uh, Coyotes, like Eric mentioned. Uh, he also got the Islanders and uh, Flames. Um, that's the only intriguing matchups out there tonight. What's going on uh, tomorrow? Uh, battle for New York slash New Jersey. It's the Rangers versus the Devils. Uh, Hurricanes in action. Uh, Blues in Canada against the Canadians. Kraken also in Canada. Take on Ottawa. Red Wings, Maple Leafs. Stark franchises there more than anything. 
Red Wings are three games above 500, though. Uh, Colorado and Edmonton on Saturday. Uh, Kings and the Knights and Boston back in action on Saturday as well. Anything happen on Sunday? Let's see uh, Panthers, Stars. Ovi back in action against the Blue Jackets. Crosby and the Penguins back in action. And the Blues are at it again on Sunday. They're in Minnesota. Just hopping across the border left and right. Thank goodness uh, mm -hmm. uh, restrictions are over. Uh, Maple Leafs in action on Sunday as well. And Boston back in action in Anaheim on uh, Sunday there. And also uh, it came out that the uh, Winter Classic set uh, NHL franchise re or NHL records for merchandise sales at uh, this year's games. It was a 61% increase over last year's Winter Classic in Minnesota. They're at Target Field, of course, with the Blues and Wild participating there. Uh, that was also extended to online retail sales as well. It says that U.S. and Canadian online stores, as well as across uh, the network of sites, were the highest ever for a Winter Classic game and up 200% as compared to the 2022 edition on online sales. Uh, there, of course, uh, the Penguins, Sidney Crosby, uh, Winter Classic jersey was a big hit. So was Pasternak for the uh, Bruins. Uh, they accounted for 72% of the total sales uh, for jerseys there. And uh, they did have some sweet jerseys uh, there on the Winter Classic on Monday. And uh, it broke some records mm. for the NHL there last night. So... Um, uh, some all stars, you know, that they kind of do it uh, weird of the yeah. four divisions there. Uh, the Atlantic division is kind of highlighted by Ilmark, who has just been amazing for a Boston this season 21 and 1 in net, 1.86 goal uh, average, uh, 30 or 93% uh, save percentage. Uh, and uh, man, you're lucky if you have him on your fantasy team, even though. The rest of the team hasn't showed up. Uh, Tage Thompson as well has just been uh, killing it in uh, Buffalo. Uh, he has 36 goals, and that kind of highlights uh, the Atlantic division. Matthew Kachuk is also there for the Panthers. Kucherov for the uh, Lightning uh, highlights there. Uh, Johnny Goudreau, even though he's not having – or the Blue Jackets aren't having a great season, uh, he's still got uh, 10 goals uh, there. That's only the games played. Thompson only has 30 goals, my bad. 30 goals in 36 games. That's pretty good. Um, let's see here. Some other highlights. Jack Hughes from the Devils. He's kind of one of the guys to lead the way for New Jersey's resurgence. He's got 22 goals this season. Uh, Shesterkin for the Rangers in the net. They also got Sidney Crosby and Ovechkin as well in the Metropolitan Division. Um, let's see here, uh, like Eric mentioned in the Central Division, got the Seth Jones, Kale McCarr as well, the defense for that division, uh, Jason Robertson for the Stars, he's been pretty good uh, this year, Saros there in net, and uh, Tarasenko uh, as well, making it for the uh, Central Division, uh, Pacific Division, uh, let's see, uh, Kadri for the uh, Flames, even though the Flames have kind of been disappointing. Uh, this season, but of course, you got Connor McDavid, uh, Eric Carlson for the Sharks. Um, it's pretty much the highlights there. Falala for the uh, Kings. Not many goals, but 29 assists so far um, for the uh, NHL All Stars. All Stars Killers competition is on uh, 
uh, Friday of February 3rd, and then the game will be on uh, February 4th there at the home of the Florida Panthers there this year coming up in February. So uh, the remaining uh, 12 All-Stars will be determined by an online fan vote. So uh, the results will be revealed on January 19th there for the final remaining slots for the All-Star game for the NHL style. All right, college basketball, you're failing me here on ESPN. There you go. Uh, what happened uh, last night in college basketball? Well, Indiana lost a tough one to Iowa. And I uh, can't wait for the rematch there as uh, Mike Woodson uh, not too happy with Fran McCaffrey uh, there and his uh, antics and actions. Uh, but uh, Indiana, I think they blew like a 21-point lead in uh, this one. And uh, Iowa ended up beating them and taking down the Hoosiers 91-289. And, you know, you thought Brad Underwood uh, got mad the other night at Northwestern. Fran McCaffrey was at DEFCON level 5 there last night. That's probably why his son had to take a break from the team because uh, Fran's so damn angry all the damn time. And, hey, Iowa ended up winning. But, hey, I want to see Mike Woodson score off against uh, McCaffrey, even though I think Woodson would uh, win in that matchup. Uh, they kind of called out his uh, antics at the uh, press conference last night. Mm. So, rematch. Get ready for some uh, bad blood uh, there. Uh, Purdue, they escaped Ohio State there, so maybe uh, they were right on the money there with uh, that one-and-a-half-point favorite for Ohio State as a Purdue only won 71 to 69 last night. So mm. just the escapes there. We'll see if uh, that performance with the loss as well uh, puts Purdue down a peg a little bit because Houston was dominant against SMU 87-53. Right. So I don't know, number two team, we'll see if they can leapfrog them. Uh, Arizona, they blew, uh, they didn't blow them out. They only won by three, seventy to sixty-seven. Gonzaga, only by two over San Francisco, seventy-seven to a seventy-five. Close game there, and UCLA and another one, a close one. So pretty much everyone was close except for Houston in the top twenty-five. UCLA won over USC, sixty to fifty-eight. There last night. What has happened in the Big Ten? I think there was another. Matchup. It was Rutgers over Maryland, 64-2-50. Maryland, they're 1-3 now. Our, that loss looks even worse now. Yep, yep, that's right. Come on, Maryland. Hey, but Let's as go. you said, Rutgers, at Rutgers is a hard team to beat. They are. They're, the rack is a tough place to play, yep. man. I uh, also wanted to point out EIU lost to Tennessee Tech 70-49. Uh, to So that winning streak is over, and uh, EIU now 6-10 overall and 2-1 and one in the OVC. So chances of making the dance just took a significant hit there for EIU. But last night, boy, the real Illini team for basketball purposes, ah. they took care of business against Northwestern. Of course they did. They're like 9-0 and at home this year. They're an actual basketball team. Come guys. out and support this women's team yes. because uh, they are – uh, great, eighty-five and two is seventy-nine. They won, and they're fourteen and two on the season, and four and one in uh, the uh, Big Ten. And they got a big matchup with Indiana. They're in uh, Champaign uh, coming up next week, and of course, uh, they uh, just lost there by four points earlier in the yep. season to Indiana, and uh, they uh, number five in the country are the uh, Hoosiers. But uh, they do have uh, Ohio State and Minnesota 
a couple of road games before that Indiana game. So uh, Ohio State currently, uh, well, they're third in the country right now. Yeah. So uh, that one's going to be a tough test, tough matchup on the road, and that's on uh, Sunday uh, there. So mm, I guess I didn't realize that they had to play Ohio State. I knew they had a game before Indiana, but, man, number three, Ohio State. Also, I want to point out uh, EIU women's team is in action at Moorhead State tomorrow. Uh, EIU women, Travis, eleven and three on the season, three and zero in OVC play. So, yeah, uh, they're having a good year as well. Yeah, having a great year on the <coughs> women's side of things. So, uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, if we're not doing anything next week, come out and support a real a real team. Fill that fill that place for the Hoosiers. Either or. You could you could go to uh, Illinois yeah, or Eastern you, Illinois. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's see here. Why in the top twenty-five am I seeing Western Michigan and Toledo? Neither one. Because there were no top twenty-five games last night. Probably no top twenty-five tonight. Uh, let's see. Uh, Saturday, uh, UConn's back in action, but they just lost earlier this week. Uh, Texas. Uh, we'll see what they do with uh, after Beard finally got the the axe after the interim coach was filling in. Uh, and they're at Oklahoma State, Missouri. They're against uh, Vanderbilt, Kentucky, at Alabama. Number 16, Duke. They'll look to rebound after getting a uh, blowout by NC State. They're at Boston College, Iowa State against TCU, uh, Tennessee against South Carolina, Xavier against Villanova. Arizona hosting Washington State, Syracuse at Virginia, Delaware at Charleston, number three at Kansas at West Virginia, Kansas State against 19 Baylor, 13 Arkansas against 22 Auburn, UNLV and New Mexico, and number nine against Zaga at Santa Clara there, and of course Illinois hosting a number 14 Wisconsin tomorrow on a 98-9 the game again at 11-30. Tip-off should be around... Noon thirty. Noon thirty. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And I can't remember which Wisconsin player that I saw was not going to be playing in this game, but I think it's like one of the not the top player, but right. one of the top players. And Travis, as bad as this year has been for the Illini in conference play, at least we're not Georgetown, right? <sighs> They've lost twenty-five straight conference games. Ooh, yeah. Get Patrick Ewing out of there. Patrick Ewing can't coach. Get him out of there. It's time to get him out of there. Time to move on, even though I know who you move on to. I mean, he's the most famous Georgia. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. I don't know exactly. where you go from here, but yeah, I don't know either. I, I don't. I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think it's Patrick Ewing as a coach is where where, the, where you go. Not the answer, huh? No, not in my opinion. But hey, what do I know? Yeah. What do you know? Nothing. <laughs> We heard that on the clip. We did, and it's true. <laughs> All right. Uh, I think we ran through uh, everything, college basketball, NBA, NHL, and uh, is the only thing left that we have is pick them? Do you I, have anything else before we get to pick them? Yeah, I did have something I wanted to talk about because I just saw this story about uh, the Brewers. Did you see this? I did not. No. Okay. So a man passed out in the bushes. Outside the Milwaukee Brewers Stadium after a game, and upon awakening, entered the team's clubhouse and stole things. <laughs> the 25-year-old man was charged with felony burglary. Burglary. Complaint says that the man attended a September 8th doubleheader against the Giants in Milwaukee's American Family Field, Miller Park. 
the Milwaukee Journal reported. He said he drank at least 10 beers. At least 10. At least. Passed out. Woke up. And got back inside the stadium by pulling on a door until it opened. He's wandering around and started pulling on doors until one opened. <laughs> he then found his way to the clubhouse and started taking stuff from the locker room. A team strength coach said items taken from his office included a laptop, iPods, headphones, a passport, and a credit card. A jersey and shaving kit were taken from Andrew's Craig Council's office. Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're doing with a shaving kit from Craig Council, but... An equipment manager said that a game-used hat, an autographed bat, a 45-year anniversary 1982 signed bat, a replica World Series ring, and keys to the team's Arizona Spring training facility (laughs) were stolen from his office. Two game jerseys and a bag with baseballs and pitching devices were taken from the coach's locker room. The man then ordered an Uber to take him home. His roommate told detectives that the man showed up early September 9th with a duffel bag stuffed with Brewer's memorabilia. Uh, <laughs> investigators recovered most of the items from the man's apartment. His attorney declined to be commented when the AP reached out to him. Brewer's also declined comment as well. <laughs> That's just a bad look all around for everyone involved. The <laughs> yeah. Brewer's for having an unlocked door and having all that stuff everywhere in the clubhouse. Mm-hmm. And, of course, this guy for stealing. And the Uber driver, he doesn't look good either. No. Yeah, picks a picks up just a random guy with hey, all this stuff. It's from a the good. Milwaukee it's a good Brewers. thing that he was caught because I mean, having all that stuff—a laptop from the team, a passport, a credit card, the spring training keys—like keys. Like, he could have. He could have gone on the run. Oh man. Good thing he's just a Milwaukee drunk and not like a hardened criminal or something. Wow. But yeah. I saw that. I saw that story, and I just had to. Had to bring it up. I saw the headline, but I didn't investigate yep. further. But now I'm regretting not investigating <laughs> further because that is just that's great, isn't it? That's wild. That is an awesome story. <laughs> only in Milwaukee. That's what only in Milwaukee will a guy pass out in the bushes and end up stealing a bunch of stuff. At least ten beers. Yes, at least ten beers. Could have been more, but at least ten <laughs> beers. It probably was. Oh boy! According to that. All right. Uh, All right, get to pick them. All right, let's get to it. All right. Pick them as we roll on. Yes. Coming to the end of pick them. Yeah. Uh, There we are. Super Bowl will be the end of it. So Mm -hmm. let's. uh, Yep. Don't have a lot of time to come back. I'll try to hold on to my lead. Try and hold on to your lead, but I know you. If I keep saying how much you're yep. in the lead and how much you're ahead. Mm-hmm. Um, I already gamed, I gained a game last week, Travis. It's 108 to 104 now. So let's start with tomorrow. Straight pick them, no spread. Wisconsin at Illinois, Travis. Who you got? No score, just straight pick. Let's uh, go a little uh, reverse psychology here. Wisconsin. Travis is going to go Wisconsin. I said yesterday that Illinois will play better at home, but not better enough to win. Wisconsin wins. All right, now we move on to Sunday. First, the game you can hear over on WCRA. Texans at the Colts. Colts minus two and a half. Travis, these two teams faced off earlier this year. It was a tie. So who you got this week? Man, just wouldn't it be just the yes 
perfect summarization of the uh, Colts season to uh, start with a tie against the Texans and yes. then to end with a loss to uh, the uh, Texans. So I'm going to go Houston plus two and a half. You're going with the Texans? I Whatever it was. I, yes, two and a half is the spread. I also am going with the Texans, Travis, because I want Jeff Saturday's only win to be against the Raiders. I don't know who that's worse for, the Raiders or Jeff Saturday. But either way, it's a loss-loss for everyone around. So, mm-hmm. All right, Vikings at the Bears. Vikings minus 7.5, Travis. Who you got? Ooh, uh, no Justin Fields. No Justin Fields. Peterman in. Vikings really aren't playing for much, are they? I saw they're still playing starters. I know. That's what you said. I'll go Minnesota there. You go Vikings minus seven and a half? Yeah. Seven and a half seems big. But the Bears have nothing. Absolutely nothing going for them. So I'm going to go Vikings as well. Uh... All right, now the two games we'll have on ESPN. Uh, let's start with the second game. Rams at Seahawks. Seahawks minus six, Travis. Who you got? Seahawks minus six. Minus six. No, let's go Rams. L.A. Travis is going plus Rams. Plus six. I will go. I'll go Seahawks. I appreciate the effort from your Rams, Travis, but. I think they're just a little outmatched and outgunned in this one. Mm-hmm. And then Browns at the Steelers. Steelers minus two and a half. Ooh, uh, I I could see Pittsburgh uh, pulling it out here, uh-huh. kicking a field goal. Uh-huh. So I'm fine with that. I'll go uh, Pittsburgh minus two and a half. I will go uh, Steelers as well. Steelers have something to play for. Browns do not. Um. Yeah, Mike Tomlin, good coaches get their team to the playoff, and Mike Tom- Mike Tomlin's gonna get him there. Get him to the playoffs. Like yeah. I said, they need a lot of help. Well, they do need a lot of help. I know, but so yeah. All right, that's our pick'em. There you go. That's our pick'em. Be back Monday for the recap. A recap and uh, we'll be a. Picking the college football national championship. Yeah. Maddie, Georgia, Maddie. and a TCU, even oh, though. I can't wait to pick this one. Even though they're not going to do any uh, tailgating there at L.A. at SoFi Stadium, as we mentioned yesterday. but Even though they're already engraving uh, Kirby Smart and Georgia's name on the trophy. Yeah, they pretty much are. They pretty much are. Yeah. And uh, Feinbaum seems to think that Smart might be looking at an NFL job. Oh. Maybe. Indy. Well, yeah. There you go. I think that's the only one that's I, really saying that. Though. I think Indy is the worst coaching position that's out there right now. Mm. As far as NFL it's definitely, coaches go. Uh, definitely up there. Maybe Broncos would be worse because you're stuck with Russell Wilson. Right. But still, Russell Wilson, though, you think that maybe the season was just an outlier? I mean, I would think so. It's his first year with a new club, new team, new setting. Right. He's been, st- you know, doing that Pete Carroll system, everything from practice to film to everything for so long. Yeah. Even though he did sign that big contract with the Denver, 2022 was probably the worst year for oh, Russell Wilson. His reputation has took a, a big, huge yep. hit, plus all the performances that he's put in 
just last week, week 17, 13 touchdowns, one more touchdown than he has bathrooms in his house, and it took him to week 17 to do it. Yeah. So, And all the just PR disaster uh, with the, the stuff on social media yep. and TikTok and all that. It just looks like a goof yep. now, especially when the Broncos are losing. But who knows? They get a new coach in there, uh, Jim Harbaugh, comes in, and maybe they can turn it around there at Denver. Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore. Maybe. I think yeah. that would be a good place for Kellen Moore. Yeah. Maybe not too bad. Not too bad. Hmm. I mean, See I don't know. Out. He's been in Dallas this long. He, who knows? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Who's the the Dolphins get rid of their coach? I think that would be the best job if they do get rid of their coach. Dolphins? Yeah. yeah. It's in his first year. I know. You can't get rid of him. I know. He's been having to play coach, uh, quarterback carousel. I know. Navigate all the stuff with Tua. Yeah. When Tua was healthy, he's an MVP candidate. Mm-hmm. Yep. Whatever. <laughs> Just Miami making Miami decisions. Yeah, I'll try to uh, try to get some of my Miami Dolphins insiders to see Don what Shula they have Don Shula and Dan Marino still sitting there waiting for him to be good again. <laughs> Waiting a long time. Yep, yep. They're gonna be waiting a while. So, all right. So, uh, you don't have to wait any longer because we are gonna take a uh, break. Take a break for the uh, weekend that is, and we're gonna get out of here. So, we'll be back to a recap everything that happens in the NFL. Hopefully, it's a good weekend of a playoff, almost playoff football. It's gonna feel like the uh, playoffs with the important games this weekend. Go Jags, go Detroit, go Rams, of course, as well. I need some help there if we want to cheer for the Lions. So uh, we'll be back to recap it all. Top three moments from the uh, sports weekend, and we'll talk about that Alina game tomorrow as well coming up on Monday. So thanks for listening, and thanks for downloading. Until Monday, we'll talk to you then.